the dawn of civilization. Primitive, dangerous, exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs the most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Ah, look who's come out of his cave. Hey everyone, this is James from Cave Dweller Music. We have a very special episode for you today. It is a lengthy one, but there are three parts to it. Three round tables with guests that we've had on the show before. We call this the uh, Friends of CDM end of year wrap up. So the first one you're going to hear is the round table end of year featuring label owners. Going to talk about their year, what they put out, what their favorite albums were, and what it was like owning a label in 2022. Second one you're going to hear is John Lambert from Noise Dosage Media to talk about uh, what it's like running a metal podcast in 2022 and what his year was like. And lastly, we have the Artist Roundtable featuring a number of friends of CDM to talk about their year in music, what they put out and what it's like being an artist in 2022. Hey everyone, this is James from Cave Dweller Music. We have a special lineup today. It is the record label roundtable for 2022. Uh, we have obviously my co-host Brendan Smith with me. Uh, we also have Justin Volus of Vargas Records, uh, Nick of Haitian Firm, Sean Fraser of Wise Blood Records, and Brandon of Morbid and Miserable. Thanks everyone for coming on. It's great to have you on the show. Yeah. How's um, it going? Yeah. So what we're Thanks going to do today, uh, for everyone who isn't aware, is we're just going to kind of run through the year of 2022, uh, hear from some label owners, how the year was for them, what they liked, and then uh, at the end, they're just going to see what's coming up next in 2023. Uh, I guess we'll go in the order that I have people on my screen. Uh, so we'll start with Justin Bowles from Vargeist. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about what came out in 2022 on your label? Um, all kinds of stuff. Uh, I put out dissonant death metal, um, black and death metal, uh, old school death metal stuff. Um, I put out a couple that were notable to some people, uh, Out of Mouth of Graves, Harbinger, Unceremonious, Psionic Madness, Rotting Dominion. My solo project, Volus, I put out um, Thrown to the Abyss. Um, and there was Flesh Configuration, Adapt Swarm Planet. And then there was a couple others like uh, Imperathron, Mors Est Veritas, and they're from Chile. A lot of cool stuff. I don't know if you saw that Out of the Mouth of Graves actually made No Clean Singing's albums of the year list. Ah, damn. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was going to send That's it to awesome. you. But uh, <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Nick was on there twice, actually. Nick, uh, Nick Turner, he was on there for that and then also for a causal. So he's having a good year. Sweet. Um, cool. Uh, and then just to see, uh, Sean, um, who did you, uh, put out this year? I know you had some really successful albums come out in 2022. Yeah, I started, uh, I started the year with some things that were kind of outside, uh, the metal realm. Um, uh, I guess I did Milk Toast, which is like sludge, like grungy punk, uh, and Sundown, which was like melodic hardcore. Um, and then sort of got back to the roots of, you know what we're all about which is just extreme metal across the whole spectrum um so we did uh blasted heath had a really cool like uh cosmic black metal uh record we put out um and i did uh uh the very first vinyl uh that we put out faster than the fucking devil with a uh, black thrash split with uh wraith uh black knife grave ripper and unholy knight 
Uh, and that was just kind of, that was our first vinyl because we've been super cautious with, uh, with expenditures in our first two years. Um, so that selling out so fast was like a huge uh, confidence boost, you know, going into the uh, Mother of Graves, um release that was um, super successful for us. Um, and uh, yeah, but, yeah, Mother of Graves, if you haven't heard it, that's like melodic uh, death doom, like old Catatonia type stuff. Um, they made the decibel um, top 40 list. And uh, nice. they, they've been getting some very good. Uh, oh, yeah, it was a really good year for us, though. Awesome. I mean, that um, that album, Mother of Graves, I, I saw praise for that literally on every website I, I follow. And then also that the Faster Than the Fucking Devil, um, that one's done ex- extremely well as well. I've seen that everywhere, covered from basically every side I can think of as well. One of my favorites. <clears throat> Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that one. Uh, I, I kind of think I might turn it into like a series of splits where maybe I do one each year. Um, because that, that was a lot of fun to put together. Yeah, awesome. it, it's the perfect album to crash your car to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hope you got awesome. good insurance. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, that's your insurance policy, like headbanger insurance. Um, okay, and then uh, I guess next on my list here is uh, Brandon. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what Morbid and Miserable has been up to this year? Yeah, so we we put out nine nine releases this year. Um, you know, we started it off with a three way split: Biffid Corpse, Surfer James, and Pythian, and that was just a crazy mashup of different genres. It's got like death metal and sludge and power violence all slammed into one um the we released the crimson tower eternal abyss record that one sold out really fast uh so that was amazing um we did geister faust black and sludge we did warco doom metal uh, we did bug fight this power violence record um then more recently we did uh lord of confusion evil mystery which is uh really awesome organ heavy doom metal um we did these local guys pythian they put out this sludge album we we uh put that on on tape then we did uh demona we re-released uh the whole discography so it's like a big three disc collection and then um we just put out our last one of the year uh nine oct uh which is like a nun slaughter side project awesome and then I saw you announced, uh, we'll probably cover this in the third segment, but I know you announced uh, Slog, the second Slog, Slog album with Nicholas Turner as well. Yeah, yeah. So we we announced that, I think, last week, two weeks ago, whenever it was. But yeah, that'll be coming out a couple weeks into January. And uh, spoiler alert, it's even better than the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. That one. Nick's my boy. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, Jarrah's on that one too, by the way, Justin. Oh, well, both my boys are there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I just saw that Jared again on drums. So. Yeah, that was actually um, how I found um, you, Brandon. Morbid and miserable. I'm like, oh, slog, great. I'll go through there, and then boom. So I started diving through all that stuff. Hell yeah. <laughs> And then uh, lastly, we've got uh, Nick from Haitian. What did you have come out this year, Nick? 
Well, you know, I think we're probably the only label to not have um, an album by Jared Moran. You know, considering <laughs> oh, in all the, he's in all the bands. Like, there's no place for any of the drummers, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, so we started off the year with um, Sinoth, right? Who started as a rock, like a, a death metal band in like 1990. And then who in 2022, you know, ended up as kind of like a psych rock, um, Italian prog, you know, the kind of Jallo uh, movie soundtrack kind of stuff. And then, you know, later on that year, we had Ancient Gate um, with their EP, Forgotten Dark Age, which is, well, you know, really kind of, if there is a stereotypical Hesh Firm sound, it's going to be that one, the kind of very uh, emotional kind of, you know, over the top, deaf black metal, really kind of, you know, gothic, right? Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you know, Cold Crit, which you did an incredible job of helping us promote. Thanks again, James. No worries. Yeah. And then, that, you know, that's actually my top albums of the year list, so I'm very happy to work on that one. Yeah, oh, yeah, I enjoyed it. So it's like, yeah, well, how would you classify it as like melodic French black metal? Like it's very reminiscent yeah. of that, like early yeah. 2000 style. I would say so. And it's got like a little bit of like DSBM uh, influence in there as well. Yeah, definitely. So that, and then we did recently Gal- Galicia Precipice, which is kind of a melodic war metal kind of thing. So it's been a pretty decent year overall. Awesome. So that kind of wraps up the the first segment of what we put out. So let's talk about what we all like this year. Um, I know 2022 has been stupidly impressive with releases, uh, just like the previous year was. So it's going to be hard for people to narrow it down, as I've learned myself trying to put together my albums of the year list. <laughs> Uh, I've got it down to 17, so it's going to be a top 20. Um, and uh, let's start the same order, I guess. Um, Justin, what have you liked this year? Um, my album of the year is uh, more, uh, they're a French black metal band. Um, the album's called Disgrace. They're on uh, Throat Ruiner. Really good shit. It's like, um, it's like Deathbell Omega. Um, shit's fucking sick. I love dissonant black metal stuff. Then my second is uh, Entropophagus. Uh, they're a brutal death metal band um, on Agonia Records. Uh, the album's called Origin. Sounds like Morbid Angel, basically. Just like brutal death metal and Morbid Angel. Like the um, Gateways era. Nice. Steve Tucker shit. It's so good, dude. I love that album. And then uh, my third was Artificial Brain. They're self-titled. I love that Gorguts worship shit basically um and then you know they step it up a notch with uh with all the guttural stuff i've always been a big fan of artificial brain i can't remember what label they're on though that's that's the only issue there but yeah that's that's mine i couldn't really get it to the top five so i had to just deal with the top three <laughs> <laughs> no problem that's no problem at all um all right, uh, I think it was Sean we had next. Uh, Sean, what was what stood out for you this year? Um, well, uh, oh, I, I want to give a, a hat tip to some of the albums you guys put out because uh, that Galicia one I thought was uh, really thick. Um, I checked that out uh, recently. Was really digging that. Um, and uh, that Lord of Confusion record that you put out, uh, Brandon. Um, really great job sharing that with the world i thought it was really cool that you uh you dipped more into like international releases um and uh really liked what you put out there um and let's see i also think the um 
see. I, I've listened to a lot of Doom stuff, like like Assumption uh, and, and Temple of Void. I've listened to that stuff a lot. Uh, Kaushmar. Um, but I think one one album I haven't really seen people talk about is uh, called Tyranno Satan. Um, and uh, <laughs> you know, the one, Massacre, uh, M-A-S-A-K-R-E. Uh, those are just two of like the nastiest uh, kind of thrashy, crusty releases uh, that I heard this year. Uh, so I was I was super into that stuff, um, but um, I I don't know overall I thought it was I thought it was a really good year, um, pretty diverse. There's stuff like Chat Pile and yes. Whale and Storms that aren't really, but I don't know I it's not quite metal to me, but it's aggressive and strange and uh, you know I, I like that stuff. Um, oh, and also uh, that Psionic Madness record was oh thanks man appreciate yeah, it yeah yeah really really dug that I when I was doing some research. Uh, uh, for for this thing, I was checking out some recent releases, and uh, that that blew me away. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, I'm on that record too. Like a lot of my stuff is, I'm I'm on it. So that might be the difference here with y'all's labels. Um, are any of y'all in your own uh, bands on your label? Yes. Okay. Brandon. Yeah. Brandon, which band are you in? Um, I was in Wasteland Coven, and we put out um our our first album. And then uh, my my partner as well, um, his name is Jason, and uh, he's we've done a bunch of stuff that he was in. He drummed in uh, oh, Morgatory and uh, Pissing Contest, and uh, we're doing more Pissing Contest in the future, and a couple other <laughs> things coming up. Hell yeah! I don't wanna I don't wanna hijack what uh, Sean was saying though. <laughs> no, you're all good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I just wanted to, you know. I appreciate that, though. I appreciate that. I really do. Yeah, I I thought, uh, you know, it's always, I was thinking about that, too. Like, uh, running a label when you're putting out your own music uh, is such a good power move. Because if you're going to do all that stuff anyway, you know, you might as well build the structure for it. So I I thought that was a really smart move. Um, Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Basically, uh, I'll I'll keep this short, but basically, um, it all stemmed the creation of Argos was my shit's too weird i'm just gonna put out my own shit and that was pretty much how it started in 2018 so um it kind of just went from there and then i started signing other people and so yeah pretty cool um oh yeah i just want to throw in another uh death metal record i really like uh cruise um yeah crz uh just really nasty Chainsaw stuff. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to get you send me links to these ones, Sean, because I haven't heard any of those three you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, I will gladly send a send a a link to some of that stuff too. Excellent. (laughs) And then uh, after that, we had Brandon. Uh, What did you love this year? Um. So there's been a lot of stuff. I I really need to formalize like a an end of the year list, but. Off the top of my head, I, I really liked the new Candle Mask because I love everything that Candle Mask does. Hell yeah. I, I don't think so. The things that they picked out as singles, I don't think worked as singles at all. But not. when you listen to the whole album, it, it comes together well. Um, I loved the new Savage Master record. Um, that was out on Shadow Kingdom. Um, Mother of Graves is probably towards the top of the list for me. 
I know everybody's been shouting it out and it's for great reasons because that's a fantastic record. Um, and then I wanted to get some opinions here because I really liked the uh, the new Dark Throne record, Me but too. it seems like everybody's shitting on it and I can't figure out why. Like it's no, not their it's good. best record ever, but it's it's a it's a good record. I like it. I have I, I, I liked it because I kind of felt like they went in like a full doom direction, but they still kept it like first wave at the same time. So it was kind of like mm. a first wave doom fusion. And I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I liked the previous one more because I was straight up like Celtic Frost worship, but I like this one too. Yes, I, I agree with everything you said there. The the last one was was better, but this one was was fun. I it was interesting new takes on stuff. I just yeah, I don't get where the hate is coming from. It confuses me. Same here. Everybody wants like their band favorite band to like have like every album be their like the best, you know, like and if it doesn't fit like their sound and expectations, it's expectations. You gotta not have expectations. Yeah, I was gonna, I, I was gonna make sense. I was gonna say it's because people are fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they go, "Oh, well, I like the old stuff." It's like, shut the fuck up. But I mean, like, it's Dark Throne. What do you expect? They they never stop changing their sound. Like it's, that project is literally just them jamming to whatever they feel like playing. That's why they don't do live shows. It's just. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. you should expect yeah. it from, from Finra's at this point that that's how it's going to be. Yep. I think the other really good one this year. It, did you guys hear the the new Lady Luna and the Devil? No, I didn't even know they had a new one come out. Yeah, it was <laughs> a couple months ago, and it, okay, I, I would say it it tops the the one that came before it too, where okay. it's they're they really do well with their whole like. Uh, the concepts that they want to put in their album they it you know sometimes when when people put out concept albums it gets really muddy or they get too far up their own asses and they think they're being artsy when they're not but i i think they really come together and and pull off some cool things okay sweet you have to check that out anything else or is that uh the, the main highlights for you I mean, I could ramble for a long time about good <laughs> stuff. I thought uh, the the White Spade album. Did you guys hear that one? The, Is like, that the yeah. Motorhead Worship one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was fu- that was excellent. It it was a lot of fun. I think maybe it gets a little too much credit, but it, it it's definitely a lot of fun to listen to. I've played that a few times. Well, you put out an album that was like some excellent Motorhead worship. That was one of the first ones I heard from you guys. It was, uh, I'm trying to think of the name. Poison Speed. Poison Speed. Yes. I love that album. Yeah, that's that's awesome stuff. And I kind of want them to write more stuff faster. <laughs> you know, I've listened to that album so many times now. It's like, uh, this is great. Please do more. <laughs> uh, tell them to hire Jared. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or he'll be cranking it out then. <laughs> Three albums a month. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, Nick? What did uh, what stood out to you this year? Um, well, you know, I think all all the gentlemen here with us today have done some great stuff. Uh, Psionic Madness, I really enjoyed. Thank it was, yes. it, was, it was like similar to the first one, but you know, it felt a lot more 
less grindy, you know what I mean? Like the songs were a lot more complete, like stretched out, you know what I mean? Like they weren't as like the first album, everything felt like so quick and in your face. You know what I mean? Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah you know, it uh it's funny, it actually stems from that uh terminus podcast. We heard them, they said, Well, it just sounded like it was uh over before it even started, and Nick was like challenge accepted, so he started writing seven minute songs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember that one. Um, I think the the Nine Act um, EP was really good as well this year. Um, Mother, Mother of Graves as well. I really enjoyed it. Remind, not like remind me as of Catatonia, but also like uh, the whole what what's the na- um, what's that name of the trio? Peaceville Three. That's it. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you could hear the Paradise Lost, and um, okay. you could hear the what's the Paradise My Dying Bride. That's it as well. Yeah, you could hear mm-hmm. all three of those. In the and then, uh, you know, obviously, I really enjoyed uh, anal stab wound, which I'm not sure if yes. you've heard. It's like it's like this 12 year old kid who plays yeah. guitar, all his all the instruments, and he plays them as good as like the guys in Necrophagist or in Defeated Sanity. Yeah, yeah. You know I, mean? yeah. I didn't know he was 12. What the fuck? No, he's I, um, he's 17, he's 17 now, but he did he started recording that last album when he was 16, which is still absolutely insane. Damn, he, he's gonna yeah, replace dude. everyone. I remember yeah, y'all talking about him. Cool. I remember y'all saying he was Watch a BDM out, yeah. prodigy or some shit. Yeah, yeah, man, he's a pro- he's a prodigy, hundred percent. Like, ch- there's a YouTube video that shows him playing every instrument on of the songs, and like just like a, a, a layered thing showing different screens. And dude's a machine. Sweet. Yeah, uh, Bloodhouse Nord released an album this year, which I re- which was not bad at all. I'm not sure if you guys uh, heard it because there was so they much did, going on. They actually did two, I think. Didn't they? they? Two albums this year? I thought there was a, like a, a subtle drop at the like uh, it's an ambient soundtrack to a Cthulhu type thing. Uh, let me. Check oh yeah, thing. shit! I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was like outside of the metal canon. Yeah, it, they didn't even announce it. It just kind of appeared. Yeah, Lovecraftian Echoes. It came out um, September thirtieth, like very recently. It just kind of slid under the radar. But worth a listen, like hundred percent. It's one of the my favorite things they've done in a while. It's like you can put it on while you work, and it's just like unsettling soundtrack music. Yeah, there's that. Um, see, it. man, there was so much coming out this year. Like, dude, it's insane. Like, so many big bands have released albums this year, and it's in, it's impossible to track them all, dude. Like, you know, I almost forgot that Blind Guardian had a release this year. Yes, it was good too. Yeah, definitely. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, the yeah, it was an EP, right? yeah and he he can still hold the notes that's like the crazy thing he's still got the voice yeah man he, he dude he, he sounds like he did on the first album um yeah italians of fear right exactly he hasn't lost it at all is that i mean oof. i don't know you know it's kind of it's kind of hard nowadays to remember everything what yeah. was the name of what was the name of that band you showed me it was really cool it's like some kind of hard rock sludge black metal mix oh manta uh, manta yes that's it yeah yeah, that's that on my list. Cool. Super good. Yeah, dude. I mean, that, that, what's that song? Hang 'em low, man. Like, bro, yes. I was like thinking, if there's one like kind of metal uh, single, you know, and I, you know, but like a catchy song that you could just listen to all day, like that's the one for me this year. That one. Yeah, I had that on repeat for a very long time. That's funny. You said hang 'em low. Well, I'm thinking of hypocrisy. Hang 'em high. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyone, anyone here in this like uh, call who has not listened to Manta's album "Pain Is Forever" and this is the end, like, give it a spin. It is worth your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I just wanted to add, you know, obviously my album of the year is going to be none other than uh, Ghost's new album. Heaviest thing I've heard this year. <laughs> why not? But why not Behemoth while you're at it? <laughs> I, I like just not to like derail, but I did think that it was better than their previous album. I'm just sitting. I, I never even listened to it. <laughs> you're not missing like a huge amount. It, it got like a little. Re- it, it kind of got boring, but it was definitely better than the previous one. Yeah, better, but Nergal doesn't need that much more screen time. No, yeah. no, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that's that's everyone for there. Brandon and I are going to have our um, Brandon and I going to have our own sort of thing where we flush through ours in a separate segment on the podcast. We won't go into too much, but uh, Brandon, if you want to do like your your maybe top album, uh, I'll mention mine was Ash Inspire Hostile Architecture. Ooh, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Mass Warship, Portal Tomb. That would be your top for the year, you think? Out of, out of um, it might, I don't know. That's that's. I don't think that's going to be it. I don't know. It's tough. Iron Tomb, Vile Retribution. Yes. Immense. Um, but then uh, Et Memori, Tamashi yep. um, no, Noyama. I've been crushing that album, and I love it. I don't know. It's tough. All right. Well, um, last segment we have to cover quickly is what do we have coming up in 2023? So just on the cave dweller side of things to start it off, uh, we have our grindcore slash power violence charity sampler coming out in February. That will be out on Bandcamp Friday and is called Violence Against Violence and all proceeds will be going to Doctors Without Borders. Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think we might actually have a couple of people from a few of the labels involved. Uh, Justin, I know you've got some stuff on there. Um, can't remember what it is. <laughs> I think I think you went, I can't remember which one it was. Yeah, but we definitely have a song or two of yours on there. Um, and then I think Sean, we're going to have Thlerm involved. They were pretty excited about that. Oh hell yeah! Um, and actually, Brandon, I wanted to touch base with you and see if uh, any of your guys wanted to jump on that because I haven't actually talked to you about it. I know that we could get someone like um, maybe Bifford Corpse or Surfer James or uh, Pissing Contest involved. Yeah, I'm sure all of them would love to to get on there. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, and, and Bug Fight as well, of course. Almost didn't miss, almost miss them, but they'd be great to have too. And Bonefall. Yeah, you've got a ton of good grind and power violence stuff. So I'll chat to you after this about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. Um, and then I guess the next person is Justin. What have you got coming up in 2023? Um, I've got this combined album coming out in January. Uh, got another Maggot Crown album coming. Um, and then I've got another album that's kind of under wraps. Don't want to give away a secret yet. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. Um, what about you, Sean? Uh, in uh, <clears throat> Well, in February, I got a uh, veil cast. Um, which is like really super heavy, like cosmic doom, sludge type stuff. Um, yeah, they uh, they actually practice in the basement of the uh, Mother of Grey's vocalist, so uh, their sounds have been seeping into each other <laughs> really here. Um, so that's out in February. Uh, in March, I'm releasing uh, a, a new project called uh, Ardent Nova which is kind of like melodic uh, Viking thrash type stuff. Um, And that's from the Empty Throne uh, guitarist. 
Nice. Um, so like really ornate riffs, like really, really catchy and, and fast and contagious. Um, apart from that, we got we got a lot of artists coming back, which is always like a good feeling um, when people want to work with you again. Um, so I got a VHS, you know, the uh, the horror death metal band. They're coming back. Uh, nice. Creepsgrave, um, the Texan uh, black metal uh, project. They're they're one of my favorite black metal bands. So it's really cool that they want to work with me again. Um, and uh, Vexing Hex, which uh, is kind of the band that I wish Ghost became, uh, you know, like with like super catchy occult stuff. Um, and uh, but those guys throw a lot of really wild influences in there. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a really eclectic, which is kind of like the Wise Blood way, you know, it's just like all over the map, just stuff that I like. Um, but I think it's going to be a good year. Uh, we're going to do a lot more vinyl. Uh, so kind of this would be kind of a make or break here like hopefully uh hopefully things uh you know are received well and uh we can just keep funding that uh for the years ahead i think with the momentum you've built in 2022 you'll have no issues in 23 with uh performance yeah yeah i feel really good i feel good going into it um you know but it's uh i think everybody on this call knows like the fickle nature of running a label and you kind of have to be prepared that you won't get your money back. Yeah. Uh, you know, you just got to be like, well, uh, you know, you love the music you put out and that's satisfying, but uh, there's no guarantee that uh, anybody else is going to want it. So, yes. you know, there's, there's been labels that I think, uh, I, I mean, albums that, that we all released were like, we don't regret it because it's sick, but we're like, yeah, well, that was, uh, uh, you know, there's two grand gone. Uh, for that one, but, God uh, Almighty, uh, yeah. Jesus! I know, I know. But, uh, Sometimes it's like I'm putting this album out just for me. I don't, I don't yeah. know if anybody else is gonna care, but I really want this album. So yeah, for real, Jesus! I know exactly what y'all mean. I've lost my <laughs> ass on some shit before. That's for sure. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I, I don't think. Uh, it made me bitter or anything. Um, if anything, it made me just appreciate the people who do kind of support everything I put out that are kind of like adventurous listeners. And, um, you know, so, but I think all of us kind of do it for a deeper connection to the music anyway. And, you know, we're, we're not trying to become fucking millionaires putting out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to take the, you know, bad with the good, that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Brendan, I believe that you are next. What have you got coming up? Yeah, so we, we already mentioned um, there's new slog coming in January. That's January 13th, so a couple weeks away. Um, and having listened to it, it is awesome. So we're starting out the year strong. Um, we've got like a full year booked. We got a couple open slots but I never like to announce the stuff like too far ahead in advance, but I guess to kind of tease it a little bit, our 2022 was like super metal and we're supposed to be like a metal and punk label. So we're definitely getting more punk in for, uh, for 2023. Um, So we've got some, some good punk albums coming out in addition to our metal. Um, after slog i'll i'll 
drop this one. Um, we're doing a band uh, out of Detroit called the Cult of Space Skull. Um, and they rarely get out of Detroit. And I think they de- deserve way more recognition than they get. It's like a, it's like a horror punk guar. Um, <laughs> and they, uh, they have very elaborate, incredible stage shows. And so we're putting out uh, an album from them. And uh, I, I hope everybody <laughs> understands the, uh, the majesty of what they do. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Nice. Awesome. And lastly, uh, Nick, what have we got? What have you got coming on Haitian firm in 23? Well, you know, um, (coughs) it's always complicated to find uh, new bands considering that, you know, either Nick Turner or Jared are in all of them. (laughs) (laughs) God damn. You know, I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I hope they don't like hear this and think I'm making fun of them. You know, it's just for the for the, for the lols. Yeah. No, so seriously, um, you know, like this year, I've started to get into a lot of brutal death metal, which was wasn't something I was particularly into. So I managed to find like a, a band, Apocatastasis, which mixes like brutal death metal and melodic black metal, kind of like a dissection meets a Discord US kind of thing. Oh shit! So you know, really uh, into that, and then after that, you know, we've got some like epic heavy metal slash death metal hybrid. Uh, you know, more kind of uh, you know, romantic gothicy black death stuff, and and then you know, other stuff. You know, the I think you know all you guys know that like sometimes you think you have a schedule in mind and you think it's going to go a certain way, and then you realize that uh, by the end of the year it did not turn out at all like what you had planned. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta say something about this. This is why I don't fucking plan more than three months ahead. Because <laughs> I never know. I never know. Yeah, you know, a crazy story that happened is that um, you know, I was gonna, I was like, I had a contract with these uh poor Russian guys, right, who had everything and who had like the mixing done, but then the poor guys, like they, they couldn't finish the mixing because they're conscripted. So I've, I've, I haven't had any news from them in about. A month, and you know the whole situation going on in that part yeah. of the world. You know, you know, it's I'll, I'll never know, know if I'll hear f- from them again. That's scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just had to uh, send some um, some copies uh, to the band Unholy Night in Russia, and it's fucking impossible to get stuff directly from the USA to Russia. Uh, so you know, I'm like getting all my like German friends. I'm like, can you please? Uh, if I send this to you, can you send it over there? And just begging people to like handle that shipping for me because it's, it's impossible. I feel so bad for those, those bands there. Yeah. Oh my god! You know, I did a trade. I did a trade with Lord of the Sick like maybe two weeks before the invasion happened. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, Damn. fucking Lord of the Sick. You know, the brutal death metal label. Yeah, they're out of Russia, so it's just like shit. <laughs> I mean, did you guys see what happened to Saturnath Records, who are always like of one of the kind of oh yeah bigger in, indie yeah. indie labels, dude? Like he lost so much stock that he'll never get back, man. Like the guy's lost like in the you know twenty thirty thousand dollars worth of uh you know material. Fuck! Wow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I did see something about like he had to move and oh like away from his headquarters or his like stock warehouse or whatever. 
um, and just kind of leave it behind. That's that's horrible. God damn, that's fucked up. Yeah. Okay, um, so that kind of wraps up the uh, the three segments of this. Is just before we kind of finish up, is there anything anyone wants to mention or like? You know, it's not labor related. Anything they want to give a sh- anyone to give a shout out to or anything like that. Mm, I know which Elder Scrolls game is the best. <laughs> the Elder Scrolls Online. Time. All right, I got it. I'm taking, I'm taking this shit over, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna go around the table like we just did and. They're going to say which Elder Scrolls game is their favorite. Okay. I'm going to say Morrowind because you can really do whatever the fuck you want. You can fly around. Oh, fuck a dragon. I don't need that. I got levitation spell. Teleport, motherfucker. All right. Next person. Nick, Nick, you can go next. Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a purist, so I'm going to say Daggerfall. Oh, oh wow! No, I'm, I'm joking. Not in a million. <laughs> not in a million. Years. No, it, it, dude, like imagine, like you know, the kids, like 14, 15 year old. It's like, bro, where's your piece of paper, dude? You need to draw your fucking map. These are random generated dungeons. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I know. Now, my favorite Elder Scroll Scrolls has to be um the one where Fargoth does the power walk because he stole that ring. Uh, Moro, you know, Moro and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the first quest, you know, that yeah, can't remember yeah. what race he was, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm fucking hell. I remember doing that, and then I got his ring, and then I and then I flew and then died instantly. <laughs> the- yeah, the man, the man who like literally <laughs> falls out of the sky. Like, you see, that's the thing people forget, like, just how inventive, like, some of those quests were, and just insane, yes. dude. Like, do you remember, yes. like, one of my favorite quests in that is um. There's this one where you've got like this Kaji slave and you have to bring him from one area to another. And then he you hand him off to the guys, you finish the quest, and they fucking cut him open just to get the skooma out. <laughs> Give me my drugs, bitch. <laughs> uh, for me, I think it would have to be like just by hours played, um, probably Oblivion. Uh, I, I sunk a lot of time into that. And then, I mean, I really love Skyrim. I know like everyone likes Skyrim, but I thought it was a great game. And then obviously you have to give props to tomorrow in, but yeah, I was plays oblivion for me. You know what? They neutered the fucking legions in that game. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe look like a knockoff of the Roman. When the, yeah, it, it did feel awesome a lot like oblivion. that. It, it did looked feel awesome in oblivion. Their it armor did. was so sick in oblivion. And then it went to like some shitty ass Roman shit. Brandon. I liked I liked uh Oblivion. I played that the most, the longest, like I had probably 300 something hours into it. And uh had like this little tower where I had like this like I could just get away from everything and I like, put um I had like all these like displays, like cool stuff. I had like portals to go places. Um it was sweet. And then um I don't remember what exactly I was doing. And then I got nailed by a vampire (laughs) and I became a vampire and like, I just, I couldn't keep playing the game and I kind of like broke off of it. And like, I was like, I, yeah, I got mad at it and stopped. 
Yep, same here. Same thing happened to me. It was a glitch whenever I tried to cure vampirism. It would not let me cure it. And then all my yeah. like auto, auto saves went back too far and I could not undo it. You yeah. sound like, like you got raped by a vampire. I got nailed by a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bad. But the best thing about Oblivion is making a really fucked up face. And then when Martin Tepin comes up to me, you, I remember, let me see that face. You are the one from my dreams. <laughs> God, the faces were bad in that game. God, they were. Damn. Absolutely. The dialogue, bro, is what the fuck was going on? <laughs> right, Brandon, what about you? What about you, Brandon? What was your, uh, your favorite? I, I, yeah, probably Oblivion. Um, I, I always assume who, whatever the first one you played, always ends up being your favorite. And Oblivion mm-hmm. was the first one I played. Same. I, I used to have my record player right next to my computer, and what I would do is I would put on a a seventies soul album, usually something by the OJ's, <laughs> and I would go through an Oblivion gate, and I would just love the juxtaposition of of soul music and all the hellish imagery <laughs> and so it that was a lot of fun for me is i would just be <laughs> bumping soul music and, and slaying every daedra i could find Hell yeah! what about you sean i i wish i understood all the jokes uh for the last five minutes i've, I've never played it and um I basically the only video game I play is a fucking free download of Smite on on Xbox, and that's that's pretty much all, <laughs> all I play at like two in the morning by myself. Um, so uh, although with all the the vampire rape stuff, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I think teenage goth Sean would be very into this. So uh, I'm gonna have to check it out. <laughs> Stop right there, criminal scum. <laughs> oh, all of it when he goes, there's a murder. Yeah. I've been playing uh, uh, a game. It's like a platformer kind of fighting game thing. It's called Dead Cells. It's like, a, oh, yeah. they, I think they call them like Dungeon Transylvanian Dungeon kind of dealies, like a Metroid. I think it's like a Metroid, like Dungeon Crawler. Yeah, dungeon crawler. Yeah, so like when you die, everything gets erased and you start back over. But like the levels are always differently shaped, like infinitely different every single time you play. A oh, roguelike. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Roguelike. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's sweet. It's a ton of fun, and you can just if you want to like fall asleep, pass out, and don't move. You know, it'll it'll pause the game for you, and then um, you know, or you know, just turn it off and pick it up later. It's right where you left off. And then, uh, unless you die, and then it starts all back over. But every time you play the game, it gives you something cool to advance, like further along, you know. So, like, you're not always like just stuck in one spot. It's pretty cool. Nice. Just before we wrap up, do you guys remember those cartoons that people made of like, um, Oblivion and Skyrim kind of showing how ridiculous some of the concepts are? Like, um, you know, you can just stand and wait for like. 24 hours it's, it's like yeah. a family look, looking out their windows like is he still out there it's like yeah he's just staring at the door he hasn't blinked in 24 hours um <laughs> and then like uh how you can just eat a ton of food to heal it's like the, the guy just like consuming 15 wheels of cheese like standing in a courtyard <laughs> yeah. yeah 
you're fighting a big dragon, so you eat all the cheese. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, we, uh, we better wrap up for time's sake because we've got a couple of these segments that are going to be in this special. Um, but thank you so much to everyone that came on. Um, it was great hearing about the labels and seeing how well all of you have done this year and everything that you've put out. And uh, we really look forward to 2023 and seeing what comes next for uh, each of you. Sweet. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Yeah, well. Our next guest oh, no. is John from Noise Dosage Media, uh, who's here to talk to you about his year, his podcast, his documentary, and the music that he enjoyed in 2022. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, buddy. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. It. Always good to have you on. Uh, I know you've had a pretty big year. Um, your first documentary came out. Uh, you've had some crazy guests on the podcast, and you've met some pretty cool people in the uh, underground industry. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's been a a very um odd year because I mean I really since I've started this thing I had really no expectations and uh the documentary is really cool man when I released it a lot of people like enjoyed it and and ab- beyond that it was just cool that everybody said that they were totally down to do it. So yeah, the podcast is cool too. Um I can get a hold of literally anybody in the world in seconds <laughs> it's awesome i mean yeah we, we feel the same way we love doing the podcast it's just awesome getting to know and chat to people that you've respected for a long time yeah it's a good connection yeah i i, I don't think there's any other platform that uh really can offer that i mean it i couldn't really say anything better about having a podcast like i think i started mine like two or three years ago and like the the simple conversations but so like um meaningful uh i i don't know i just i've never really had a conversation uh with somebody like so new or it's so like down to earth right away you know what i mean like it's like very focused and like forward moving like positive (laughs) exactly Uh, you know but I think that's the great thing about podcasts. Like there's really no expectations other than just like talk about what's on your mind and hopefully uh, get, you know, get some type of wisdom from it or knowledge or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> and, and then people listening is just an added bonus. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's funny, man. I was in Florida like uh, two weeks ago. And this like kid that like just started a band said to me, he's like, yeah, man, like I listen to your podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot I like do that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it was cool, man, because it's it's something so simple. But like if you uh, apply yourself and try to have like good conversations, um, you know, people will want to listen and uh, I don't know, laugh at your really bad jokes. (laughs) <laughs> or tolerate your shitty takes on things <laughs> yeah right yeah so out of the guests that you've had on this year do you have any favorites that have kind of stood out to you um so i have three um cheney crab from entheos uh oh, alm yeah. from mismore nice and uh david davidson from revocation 
Okay. What made those special? Uh, okay, so Shaney uh, is one of those people where she's so like um I don't know, she's a she kind of vocals, man. Oh yeah. Like beyond like the, the skill and talent of her vocals, like she uh is very like into the underground scene. Like she's very like um in touch with it. Like she has her own podcast. Um yeah, like she's just kind of where I'm at too. Like I just kind of like talking to people about music and stuff I love and she's on that same headspace, you know, just likes uh blabbing about <laughs> music. So yeah, she was really like enjoyable and yeah. It's a very natural conversation. Um ALN from Mismore was a great one too because he uh Mismore has a lot of mystique like that that band in specific like their music is kind of uh super like deep and what they write about is very um esoteric yeah that's a good way to put it like it was really cool to like pick his brain because he looks at music in a totally different way like he he's writing music in the grievance of believing uh, and stop stopping the belief of God. Like his music is so deep that uh, I don't know, like the other bands, you know, they they can like talk about like horror and stuff like that. But this man was like getting through like trauma and like, you know, like this mental obstacle. Um, right. So it was very cool to talk to Mismore about that. And then David Davidson is just a great dude in general um <laughs> he's just very funny um he's been in the scene for a very long time and i just really enjoy um his jazz way of thinking when it comes to music but those are my three uh they were all very good uh and yeah i, I would do it again i i should do it like like do a recap <laughs> awesome what about with the uh documentaries anyone from the documentary kind of stand out to you as enjoyable to talk to yeah i mean um travis from cattle decapitation is probably my number one um everybody in the between exaltation and aggression documentary was um uh, you know great they were awesome to um hang out with and you know film with but travis from cattle decap is like uh i don't know like an idol to me man like he he was well that band in specific really got me into underground music mm -hmm. and there was like a lot of problems going on the day of the film uh the the film day um like the pa just gave out at the show so like they had a really late sound check and just everything was going wrong but Ugh. travis like made um made sure by the end of the night like we filmed for the documentary that I thought of putting together one day. And I just thought it was very like genuine. Um, he like walked up to me at the bar and he's like, you're the documentary guy. Right. And, <laughs> and mind you, I'm like 23. I look young. Like I'm, I'm not like 40 and it was very cool for him to, to have no judgment. He's like, you're making a documentary. I want to be a part of it. Let's fucking do it. And That's like awesome. we went on his bus we had a great time and uh yeah it was very special one of the best 
times in my life for music without a doubt <laughs> that's awesome so it's not that whole adage of never meet your heroes this one actually worked out for you it did yeah i i yeah a hundred percent and it was very like um it was just like one-on-one like we we're just chilling like we were buddies like for 20 years in high school like <laughs> that's awesome uh, yeah very cool um so the other thing i wanted to talk to you about was albums of the year uh obviously coming to the end of 2022 and there's been a massive year for music as as we all know was there anything that kind of stood out from the crowd or really stuck in your mind from from the year that you'd like to give a shout out to yeah so i have three um molders engrossed in decay tribal gazes godless voyage and on death's it's time to rise from the grave and their newest uh live record that they just put out um those three records man i i I don't know how to explain it other than like if you're into death metal and you want to get like a new taste or like a an update on what's going on in the scene like those three bands are like you know they lit the torch for what's going on right now like right. they they have like the riffs they have this the uh the hooks and yeah it just doesn't get better than those three records so i i actually was uh i realized i had to tell you this the so last time we spoke you told me to check out phobophilic um yes yes and I, I, I yeah i took your advice and i actually went and saw them um they played with undeath 200 stab wounds uh yes. vomit forth and enforced um yep. so it was yep. like absolutely stupidly stacked lineup um and phobophilic for me stole the show i completely get it now <clears throat> yeah fantastic yeah yeah <laughs> and they were the opening band and i was like damn it can't get better than this and for me it didn't but enforced for different reasons other bands stood out obviously enforced is like they bring the energy and the head banging because it's the thrashy undertones from the crossover and then 200 stab wounds is just monstrous um maniacs just constant riffs, super groovy. Um, it was a great show overall, honestly. Just killer lineup. Um, but yes, thank you for putting me on Defobophilic. You're welcome, man. I and to top it off, like um, I got to see that show you're talking about twice in New York City. Um, and oh man, the dudes in Phobophilic are so nice. Like they are yeah. the I, they're they, so they nice. remembered you, by the way um because i brought you i was talking to them after the show and they i i mentioned that you put me on to them and they actually said john's a great dude man so there you go <laughs> hell yeah that's <laughs> awesome was it who said that um what's his name uh i think it's the Vincent, guitarist the drummer no you're right i think it was the drummer yes yeah yeah that's funny yeah because i was like um yeah i was in new york just hanging and it was, yeah, it was a great time. But yes, I'm so happy that you got turned on to football, Phil. Like, yes, Brendan, <laughs> you got to check those guys out if you haven't yet. I have. Very good, what right? Think? Yes, I love it. Uh, I what did you like... think of that show in, in general? Like, um, I thought it was stacked, man. If I can go see a, a show twice in a row, it's got to be good. Exactly. It, it was killer. I would definitely have attended that again. There's, there's a couple of stacked ones coming up. I've got 
I, I bought tickets to, to three shows the other day. Uh, for, three shows? Yeah, for February, February and March. Um, like stupidly Ooh. cheap, great lineups. I, I, what did I get? I got Candlemas, um, yeah. Karak Angren with Rod and Christ, uh, Ooh, Gaera. Yes, it's a it's a stacked tour. It's um who is it? Let me just see. Give me one second. I'll tell you who it is. Is that a U.S. tour? Like a full? Yes, US? it is. Yes, yeah. it is. What? They're coming to Boston, I think, in New York. Oh man, it's uh, it's like all of the up and coming bands as well, like supporting them. Um, so it's like there it is. Let me go down a couple of pages. So it's Rod in Christ, Karak Angren, Uada, and Gaera. Oh. Gare, I don't even know how to say get that gar gar garia gar yeah. something. You really like them, uh, right, Brendan? You like the yes, love the new album? Yeah, they're like a uh, kind of like the new wave of like black metal. Yes, yeah, they're. And then the good. the other one I got was also stacked, which is it's here somewhere. Let me just find the lineup: Morbid Angel, Revocation, Skeletal Remains, and Crypta. Oh yeah, that's a guarantee. That yeah. that's a guarantee. It's gonna be good. <laughs> that tour is gonna be stacked. Yep. Like it's the uh Morbid Angels 40 year anniversary tour. Yep, yeah, I know exactly that tour. Because I the second I saw that, man, I'm like, I'm sold. Take my money, take it all. Exactly. I felt the same way. Cause like Morbid Angel is one of the only big name early yeah, OSDM bands that I still haven't seen. So gotta you check them, seen them No, every time uh I was gonna see them, either they canceled or I got busy. So Damn. still haven't seen them. Damn, you haven't seen them. It's okay. I haven't seen <laughs> Iron Maiden. Have you have you seen Iron Maiden? I have, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Just once though. Damn. Uh Brandon, you see Iron Maiden? I have not. Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't feel it's left out. Like Iron good. Maiden is good. like the band. Uh Brandon, we're gonna go see Iron Maiden together. I'm gonna buy you a ticket. All right. <laughs> Are you going to be at... Okay, so this is another thing we have to talk about because we're all obviously fans of it, but MDF officially confirmed 2024. Yeah, 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 it's already... Yeah, we're already there. We're going to go. We'll be there. You're going to be there? Oh, 100%. Okay, cool. Yeah, You can meet up this uh, time. You can, without a doubt, expect me to be there, and we will be sharing a beer. I don't know if you guys drink beer, but... We do. I drink beer. What'd you say? I love beer. I, I thought like you said, nah, I'm not into beer. <laughs> he no, he works it. at I a brewery. It. I work at a brewery, yep. <laughs> oh. Well, it doesn't get better than that. Nope. It really doesn't. MDF. Okay. Do you guys have your tickets? Not no, yet. They, they haven't they go on sale. Yet. I think uh June they go on sale. Yeah. Have you guys uh have you guys attended a Maryland Death Fest before? Yeah, yeah, we had the last one. We, we, when we watched your documentary, we were scanning the crowd the whole time trying to find ourselves, but we couldn't see yeah. ourselves. Damn it. Damn I it. mean, I got to double check that because like halfway towards that video, I was like kind of just listening and not watching, you know? Yeah. But oh, yeah, I'm sure long. that there was like, there, there's very possible. I mean, it's very possible. we You could have scanned us. I know for we, a at fact least, like, I was dodging beers in the pit, so like... Uh, uh, yeah you might be in there but it might be shaky well we were in the vip section for most of it so that's might be why we didn't end up on camera as well yeah i don't i don't know if i'm gonna film the next maryland fs i think i was i think i'm just gonna do the 
stick with the one that I did. Right. Yeah. Did you do I'm going to enjoy the next time. What do you say? Did you do the VIP section or just the standard oh, ticket? No. no, just standard ticket. Well, for you, for like, if you're doing the documentary type thing, the VIP is sick because all the you get to hang out with all the bands backstage, so you could actually interview like everyone. Yeah, yeah. you can actually like say hi and whatnot. Like, we met a bunch of cool us, people. Yeah, we were hanging out with Enforced and Imprecation before they went on, and we didn't realize it until like we were like, "Oh, where'd those guys go?" Ah, whatever. And then all of a sudden, they're on stage, and we're like, "Oh shit, that was Imprecation." Fucking cool, you know? Yeah, that's that's rad. Um, I will prom. give you a um a tip. I don't know if you guys took advantage of the scooters. We did not. Okay, listen, man. If you're gonna take any advice from this conversation, okay. When you go to Maryland Death Fest, there's uh the scooters. They're just scattered all around Maryland. Um, you can you know how you got to go from the parking lot to the like the main stage. Yes. Sound stage. Yes. Okay. Well, you, you remember how the walk is like 20 minutes? Yes. Take a damn scooter, man. It costs $2. Um, Basically, those scooters, you could drop them off and pick them up wherever. Like, they're just kind of scattered all around. So I used to yeah. actually use those to get home from work every day in Australia. <laughs> yeah, man. But they're great. for a festival, it saves your knees, man. Right. Good oh, idea. Oh man. We'll do that next time. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea. I mean, we definitely we tagged a couple couple scooters with our stickers. <laughs> we did. That's awesome. I know I wiped out on one of them. I had my camera bag and everything I fucking face planted, but it was all worth it. <laughs> did you get it like was it recording? Oh no, no, no. It was just in my backpack. Like my cameras in the backpack, but Oh yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I wait. Well, I guess out. that's probably better because then you didn't damage it as much as if it was uh, outside yeah. of your backpack. Luckily, I didn't break anything, but yeah, that would not I, be good. That's funny, dude. I totally forgot about that. But what else festivals are you guys going to? We uh, are probably going to go to one next year. Uh, what was it called, Brendan? Is it Monolith on the Mesa? Yes. What is that? It's, it's in a, uh, New Mexico. A desert rock um, kind of doom metal festival. Very well priced. Maybe more doom, not doom metal, but yeah. It's like it's super affordable, which is sick. And we kind of know one of the promoters. So we're definitely going to go and meet up with him and hang out. And we, we actually know quite a few people in that area that we've never met up with in real life. So yeah, it, I guess 50% going oh. for the music and then 50% going just to hang with people. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a big doom fest. Yeah. yeah, I hate I hate God headlined last year, which is cool. I've seen them; they're great. But uh, I'd see them again any day. Yeah, I love them. M- Mike is a freaking blast to talk to. If yeah, he was anybody, in your documentary, right? Yeah. If there's anybody you should have on your podcast next, it's Mike. Has he been on Mike? yours? Uh huh. Has he been on your podcast? Uh no, just the documentary. Oh, okay. But if you hear him talk in other podcasts, man, he's just a he's a great dude. He's just um, he's one of those people that you could talk to about anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, nice. right. But OK, so the monolith on the Mesa. What else are you guys going to? Um, I might try and um, go to a furnace fest with my buddy this year. Furnace. Bunch I haven't of, like, heard these two. 
hard, hard it's a bunch of hardcore bands and uh like like 90s and 2000s like hardcore post hardcore like that kind of stuff furnace fest it's in i think it's in alabama yeah alabama it says yeah i want to tell you about this festival but i'm forgetting the name metal festival uh mountains what is it called oh man i think well i i don't know one of the next shows i'm gonna go to is gonna be uh the webster theater um i just i'm not like a super big fan of them but uh on death is playing that's why i want to go um they're yeah, not yeah. The headline, they're not the headliners but um uh thy iris murder yes yes they're it awesome is, yeah, I've yeah seen them I have not, and I just like recently I was like, oh, and Death is playing that show, and I'm like, they are just murder. I should know that they've been around a while, but I never really uh, gave them that much of a chance. So I started listening to, uh, I guess their album um, Hate, which is on their, I guess their 10 year anniversary. That's why they're doing it. Yeah. Um, but I've seen uh, that band uh, Kabula Icon uh, TX. Oh, oh yeah, they're sick. <laughs> yeah, they're they're pretty sick. I saw them live. Um, they opened for Casey Strain and Dying Wish, um, and they were there, and that was freaking an immense show. You guys did a good job, and then um, they just released um, an EP or an album. Um, I think it's like the lowest form of human or something like that, and it's got uh, uh, Scott Vogel from. Um, terror doing a guest spot on one of the tracks it's just like i don't know it's good it's good old oh, fashioned. yes that is a good album i did listen to that one you sent me that yeah 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 uh shit's fucking good um and um, then um but yeah on death is playing that show so die artist murder is probably gonna play through hate and then um yeah and then there's uh two other bands i'm not familiar with um i am and yeah, i love them I um yeah, so I'm sure that if you're you're talking them up, I'm sure it's going to be a good show. But I think that's my next like solidly planned show. Oh, Brendan, um, if you're going to listen to Dioda's Murder, check out their album Dear Desolation. Oh, okay, dude, it's the best in my opinion by far. But that's my that's my opinion. Okay, so my my suggestion to you guys is to look into a festival called Fire in the Mountains. You heard of so it? The Grateful Dead Festival? I think you I think we <laughs> talked about this last time you were on the podcast. Um it's the right. the one that's like in Wyoming or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. dude. I've been like I have been cheesing on this like festival, man. Like uh I don't know what to say about it other than it just looks like an experience, man. You're like dropped off in the middle of nowhere to experience mm-hmm. like a freaking metal metal festival like fire in the mountain fire in the mountains yeah it looks and, beautiful yeah man and like i like when i was at psycho las vegas everybody i talked to that went to this festival they just they're like man you just have to go to fire in, oh, the it's in may or it happened in may this year yeah but um the coming next year there's just a lot of good stuff going on when it comes to festivals and new music it, it it's definitely like, hell it's, yeah it's it's crazy man there's just a lot of things it's good if they do it right you know maryland did a lot of things right like i felt like um you know there was like all that water 
you know, they had a lot of water for everybody. Um, there was, I, I, I felt like the trash didn't pile up too crazy or anything no, like that. It wasn't bad I mean? at all. Like those like things that you'd expect, like, um, that you're like, oh man, I can't even, you know, whatever, you know, I didn't really feel like there was any of that really going on. Like I felt like they were on top of their shit. Yeah, man. And, and I think it makes a difference that like the promoters are the, a fan of the music themselves, you know, like, right. If, if I was a, a festival promoter, I would want, you know, 50 or a hundred porta potties. Like I wouldn't want to stick everybody in 10 porta potties. Like, right. I'm like, <laughs> uh, cause you know, at least 10 of them are going to get fucking shit splattered, you know? Oh man. Yeah. There's some stuff that we saw. <laughs> uh, that we were like, what? I'm so glad that we have the, we have access to the VIP bathrooms. Yeah, the that... VIP the VIP had its own toilets and its own bar, which was like worth it alone. But before yeah. we discovered that that was there, we uh we were mortified. I saw, I saw some stuff in those porta parties. Never unsee. Well, was it like the first day? Yes. Okay, part of been a fetus. It was bad. It's like that is how do you miss a toilet that badly? Um you gotta be kidding me. Nobody, uh, somebody did that. It was on the walls, dude. It was no. the walls. It was like, yeah, no. it was just it unruly. Was everywhere. Like, he like painted the porta potty. You wasn't even on the seat. He, like, yeah, he like literally missed the seat entirely. It wasn't even on the seat. It was on the walls. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny, man. It is I pretty funny. A, <laughs> I had a dude snort cocaine in front of me, but instead of snorting it, he like blew it all at my face like <laughs> <laughs> i was like walking through the crowd and i just got fucking cocaine just like blown at me Bonus. <laughs> uh, yeah it was really funny that was probably the funniest thing that happened to me so the porta potty was your um that was your pinnacle moment the thing that you remember and it will haunt me um but i i've seen worse i'll say that but that's a different story for a different podcast episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going to be a toilet episode. Um, anyway, I just noticed we have kind of gone over time. Um, so just quickly before we wrap up, do you have anything coming in 2023 that you're excited about? Like uh, for, from your podcast or documentary perspective? Um, yeah. Um, I have uh, between exaltation two almost done. Well, it's just in the works. I'm going to get it out there whenever I have time to edit it. And um, something cool that I haven't really shared on social media or anything is um, I'm going to start focusing on individual documentaries about individual bands. Nice. Um, I don't really want to spoil like who, who it's going to be other than like, I'm just going to be starting to do documentaries like full fledged, movies on specific bands that's my next step so nice awesome um, yeah and the podcast i'm gonna keep cooking on that but that's kind of what i got going on documentaries and yeah getting cocaine blown at me at festivals <laughs> <laughs> awesome well thank you so much for coming on uh it was great having you again and we'll definitely get you back in 23 to do a full-length episode again Oh yeah, man. It's always a pleasure and uh it was great uh 
talking to you about traveling and all that stuff and the fact that you got turned on to phobophilic and brendan's um trip camping man that that's awesome yeah like, <laughs> that's a fun time stay tuned because we're gonna have another guest up next Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into the next segment. This is the Artists Roundtable for our end of year podcast. We have Nicholas Turner, Justin Bollas, and joining us shortly will be Richie Randall. Uh, we'd like to thank you for coming on the show again and uh, maybe just run through some of the stuff that you put out this year. I know it's been a really big year for both of you um, and you've even had some projects together. So we'd love to talk about some of those. Uh, Nick, what have you uh, worked on in 2022? Um, trying to remember everything. But, um, you know, we covered a lot of it last time that we did this. What is coming out that we haven't covered yet? Um, we had Sermon of Rot come out on um, Sewer Rot Records. Um, just some nasty old school death metal stuff um, I did with my other guitarist from Moldering Vibration. He's really into brutal death metal, um, whereas I'm more into like old school death metal or avant-garde death metal. So to combine those two styles, you know, we came up with something pretty unique. And then Jared doing drums and vocals. So that album came out really well. Um, Obsidian Hooves just came out on Morbid Chapel Records, which we did way back probably in January 2022. Um, and that's just some old school death metal, death doom and incantation type worship and then um we have slog coming out um pretty soon here in maybe a week i would say and that's just like funeral death doom stuff i'm really happy with the way um that record came out and then you have a uh, a secret project that you can't give too much away on that's coming out next year as well i know about yeah so um when I went out on my vacation and visited um, Mississippi, New Orleans, Louisiana, um, I got together with the guys and just Im improvised and jammed four songs. Um, and they just came out sounding incredible. So that's just some really um, nasty death doom with some black metal stuff thrown in there as well. And, you know, I took the files home and tightened it up. Um, added some layers to it and um, you know it really did not sound improvised at all it sounds like a good record so that's going to be coming out on a really cool label that I haven't been able to work with yet and um, you know my friend Alex Shadrin from Nether Temple Design uh, got us some really cool cover art that he painted for it so it's going to be awesome sick how long is it about about 40 40 minutes. Hell yeah. Four, four giant 10 minute songs. Nice. And then uh, I know that this happens kind of every year for you, but you cleaned up a bunch of the top 10 spots in the Cave Dweller Music uh, audience voted uh, charts. Yeah. Made yeah. Mine. I mean, I don't know what really what to say about that. I think. It's just from sheer volume of music. <laughs> just throwing up shit at a wall and some of it'll stick. <laughs> but I mean, a, a couple of those albums that you worked on ended up on a lot of uh, interview chats. I know uh, A Causal Intrusion specifically was on yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people's top 10 lists. 
Yep, yeah, yep. I mean, you know, that one had a bit of a mixed reception because some of the guys you love the first one, now they're saying this one's not dissonant enough. And then some guys say this one was mm. too long, even though it's shorter than the first one. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then some of them say it's too too clean now or the production's not good. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think we did get some tr- real true fans from our first album. And they yeah. equally really loved the second album. So to me, it seemed like a logical step in a, in a more refined and, and um, you know, better direction than the first album. But, you know, I thought, of course, I thought not so everyone's going to agree with that. Yeah, I thought this one was like more polished and more focused. That's yeah, what I thought. I did too. And, you know, I felt like it had good, like everything just was better about it, I feel like. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, I thought the first one, we were developing a sound. It was pretty damn chaotic. You know, there was some issues with the mix. But, you know, that's some of what gave it a lot of charm as well. So when some people saw us kind of like develop the sound and move it forward, they didn't want that. They would rather have it be that weird, uh, obscure sound of the first one. Right. I can can see that. It still had those qualities, though, like obscureness and like just like literally like outer space. I don't know. Like it's sick. Right. I mean, I feel like we're always going to have that. That that's kind of the signature sound that's never going to go away. But yeah. uh, we can just keep doing it better, um, more better songwriting, better album flow, you know, better tone of the instruments, cooler riffs, but still yeah. keep that same atmosphere. So. You know, yeah. that's that's going to be the goal. I think it, it, this works, you know. Do you have did you release that on uh, anywhere else besides uh, I'd void hanger? No, um, we just tend to let him, you know, have most of the control over that because he's pressing all kinds of vinyl and CD. And yeah, um, I feel we're like still I... waiting on the vinyl for that just because stuff's so backed up. But yeah, should be coming this say. month. I might have like I feel like I pre-ordered it from when you first announced it, and then right, I was like, yeah, it's just um, vinyl across the boards backed up. Yeah, I'm really lucky I got my nothing is real one so fast. I really don't know how that happened. They just hit me up out of nowhere. They're like, "Yeah, there's no test press, but they're ready." I'm like, "Well, that's sketchy, oh. but okay." <laughs> <laughs> that's that is sketchy. Uh-huh. But hey, they came in looking and sounding great. So, you know, hmm. really I happy with that one as well. Um, <clears throat> what am I working on right now? Also, I'm doing um, a really like uh, tech death Gorgut style type thing. Nice. And I'm using a really low gain guitar tone, which kind of just gives it this really unique sound. Is that um, with that seven string you just got? No, no, that was I hadn't I hadn't gotten it yet. So, uh, but um, so basically, I listened to this weird Polish band called Gorix, and you guys really need to check it out. G O R Y C Z, and it's like just this bizarre, like mix of like Death Spell Omega, post hardcore and math rock. Um, okay really low gain guitar tone with these huge 
crunchy bass and like weird time signature grooves and just insane black metal vocals over it. And it was just blew my mind that some that could sound that heavy with a guitar that had like little to no distortion on it. Um, and so I found this really like I dialed in this tone that's kind of like really low gain, but reminiscent of like the later Gorgut stuff where they're using very low gain as well. But even less, even less than that, because uh, this album kind of inspired me to see how heavy and, and brutal I could make shit with little to no distortion. And it just sounds really good and clear and cutting. So I'm really excited for that album. Awesome. Um, and then the other album of yours that did really well in the in the lists uh, was Sonic Madness. And this is kind of a good way to sort of slide Justin into the conversation. But um, I there know you go. guys w- worked together on that and Vargas put that out. But that album uh, ended up in a lot of people's end of year list, including mine. Sweet. Hell and, yeah. Uh, I know that that kind of is a project that was born out of a, a different band that Justin was originally in, um, but it's sort of taken on a whole life of its own and has developed a really solid fan base. So it's great to see that uh, progression there. Yep. Yeah, it was uh, originally Morgue Walker. And then uh, that I, I kind of killed that project and then uh, changed the name. Mortality Salience um, was kind of, we used the template of that old sound, but then on the second album, Rod and Domin- Dominion, that uh, we just did last year, I basically told Nick, I said, do what you want. Let's let's make some wacky death grind shit. <laughs> and then uh, I know that since we last spoke, um, you've had some other music that you've been working on. Uh, so what's coming up for you, uh, Nick? I mean, uh, Justin. Oh, um, I just finished up the new Maggot Crown on uh, vocals and did guitar leads on it. And uh, Nick actually mixed that and mastered it. Um, Nick is fucking great at doing that shit. And it sounds phenomenal. I think that will probably come out in uh, late February, March, possibly. Um, And then uh, I'm working on the second Out of the Mouth of Graves album right now on vocals. And uh, Nick did guitar leads on that. And he's mixing that as well. Uh, Me and Nick. You know, we do Graves and Sonic Madness together. So that actually ended up on quite a few uh, end of year lists as well that I saw from a number of different sites and other people and groups. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely honored. Definitely. Yeah, it's definitely a banger. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go over my list of things I came out with last year as a musician. Um, yeah. We did, uh, me and Nick did Out of Mouth of Graves, uh, Harbinger Unceremonious. It's a uh, dissonant death metal stuff. Uh, Jared was on there on drums. Uh, it was inspired by the Dagon story from HP uh, Lovecraft. And then uh, the second thing we uh, I did was Flesh Configuration, Adapt Swarm Planet. And that was a uh, technical death metal with my buddy uh, Blake Scott on guitar and Jared did drums on that. That's just like some Clive Barker inspired stuff. Um, and then I did uh, my solo album, uh, Volus Thrown to the Abyss. It's a uh, black, black and death metal inspired by um, vampiric cultism, medieval dark fantasy type shit. 
And then we, and then at the end of the year, uh, October, did the Sonic Madness Rotting Dominion. So, yeah, big year. And that's not even talking about all the label stuff, which we covered in the uh, first round table. Yeah, what a badass shit. Yeah, you guys um, are always busy. It's insane yeah. how much you guys do. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, uh, <clears throat> I got, I added another project. Um, but I, I'm capping it off at six projects. Um, I'm doing this like ulcerate top shit with some guy from New Zealand. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, and then I'm pushing the uh, Throne to the Abyss podcast. Just did like a hour, 40 minutes episode before, before this one. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Yeah, actually, um, for anyone who is tuning in, this hasn't actually been brought up on our podcast before, but definitely check out Justin's podcast series. Uh, a lot of great guests, some overlapping ones with us. So uh, definitely give them a follow. Um, I guess uh, let's talk to the guy that just joined in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> going to bring Richie in. Richie has joined. Welcome to the uh, episode, Richie. Hello. Hey, how's Hello. it going? Pretty good. How are you? Good. Good. How's your uh, 2022 been since we last spoke? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, man, 2022 was pretty wild. It was um, a lot of, a lot of shows. I mean, that's, that's pretty much what, what we did. Most, most, most of the time was play shows and um, get uh, our new record, um, you know, ready to go and sent in. And um, yeah, we, um, we played i'd say like in 25 different like states and 25 different venues and um so i wouldn't say we did it like touring necessarily but we did these like i guess called we call them ninja runs where we will go out for three or four days come home go out for three or four days and a few more weeks and um and just try to spread the word that way but um yeah that it was a lot of a lot of shows and um we capped it off with Tennessee Devastation Metal Fest, which was um, in front of, you know, thousands of people. And that was amazing. So um, they're working on it again this year. And um, excuse me, they um, are still running into the same issues they had with the whole like satanic panic kind of stuff. Oh, really? <laughs> the, the community is super, super like conservative religious people and so um at least the powers that be are um i mean it's in like a small town in tennessee and i think lexington i think is what the name of the town this town was and for them to pull like 1200 or more people out of a town that i don't even know if that has that many people like they pulled <laughs> from all over the place it was it was really cool like i was so proud of them um it's uh, metal devastation radios um festival and they've been doing it for a while uh, i know i'm just kind of feel like i'm kind of rambling here but um, no, you're good. <laughs> no, you're okay okay, okay. <laughs> i wasn't sure if it was a question and answer thing or if it was just like let's go to town <laughs> but both go to, go to town. Both. okay okay <laughs> okay cool man all right i'm like because i could just go and go and go but uh <laughs> Yeah, they uh I mean I'm really proud of them and uh how they overcame the powers that be as far 
<clears throat> excuse me. It really wasn't, um, I may have been wording this a little funny, but it was more the community um, of people that, like, the people that uh, had the vent, well, it was an outdoor venue, and they were fine with it, but it was more um, just basically the church community, you know, and unfortunately, they tend to have some pull in politics and stuff like that, and they were trying to sway the local government and not letting them do it. And they were threatening to protest and like pull the plug, like literally pull the electricity and all this crazy stuff. And uh, fortunately it went off without a hitch. And there was only one protester. <laughs> and- oh, dude, I got, I got, I got to, I got to say something here. So okay, go for me, it, me being from South Carolina, like uh-huh. I know exactly what you're talking about. Because yeah. I played, uh, you know, I toured all around. But when I play local shows in South Carolina, we would get Christian protesters sometimes. Like where oh, we yeah. had, where like especially when I used to work at Ground Zero as just a sound tech for two years, um, mm-hmm. uh, my local venue, we had to escort fucking crazy motherfuckers off a of property. Yeah, and that, <laughs> yeah, they and had I, to do that here. <laughs> and I feel like that's just like I don't think you've. Have you ever seen anything like that before, James, on, on the West Coast? No, 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 that shit doesn't. I mean, Nick, I, I'm back. I've never here, seen I, no shit like that. So. I've never seen anything I like seen that. Anything. I would just laugh in their face, you know? Right. <laughs> well, I don't I think, like that's just bizarre to spend your time doing that. Yeah. And I've never seen anything like that. I think that's just natural to the Bible Belt then. It, yeah, yeah. I think that's a viable yeah. thing. <laughs> I mean, literally, you're spending your time to protest some dumb kids playing guitar loud. You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, and it, go, go ahead. I was gonna say the funniest part was that you guys got like national publicity for free because of that. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, the Raven and Zach that run that thing. Like they they were on the the, the news and yeah. all this crazy stuff and it was just unreal and I really think that did help with the attendance. <laughs> I mean, definitely there were people there were like there were people ma- traveling all over to check that out. Go ahead. They're like major sites compiling the comments from that local community um, as like articles and they were absolutely hilarious. Like saying oh, yeah. that they were gonna it's like why are they calling it devastation fest? Is it going to be a terrorist attack and stuff? And like, um, that, that was my, that was my favorite. So comment. <laughs> oh, shit. That, would, hey. that one made me laugh so hard. That was pretty yeah, funny. Listen, yeah. listen to this. Listen to this. So when, uh, I was doing sound for Wormreich, um, way back in the day, I think it was like 2015, uh, something like that. This is when Wormreich had their, uh, car accident half their lineup died and oh um, we, I, I literally did sound for them the night before it happened um like so yeah they no actually they died that night after they played that after, show oh yeah, yeah. and Man, them being a black metal band they put on their facebook spartanburg we're going to hell well when they died and they were on national news of dying and all this crazy shit a bunch of Christian uh, motherfuckers went on their post where it says Spartanburg, we're going to hell. The irony of that, because they died, they're like, yeah, you are going to hell. <laughs> they they probably were just all proud of that, weren't they? I'm sure. 
you know, capitalizing, yeah. like basically saying that they're in the right, you know, mm-hmm. because yeah. Yeah. Uh, they just basically paved their own way. Yeah, yeah. Up, that is not to like carry on, but on this point, but Richie, the other comment that I absolutely thought was hilarious was the one about opening a gateway to hell. The Did portal to hell, yeah. yeah. portal to hell. <laughs> that was like the joke the whole time at the festival. And the, you know what the thing was? is um, It went off without a hitch. There was no, literally zero fights. Zero. The only thing that law enforcement had to get involved with was the damn protester. And I guess he was in Zach and Raven's face and saying weird stuff. And he had his hands in his pocket. And they were like, they, didn't, they were not comfortable around that guy. And, yeah. and then he, he threatened the singer of casket robbery or something like that. And so the law enforcement stepped in and had him and escorted him away. Oh, good. At least they were on your side. Yeah. 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 yeah they, there was a what, police presence there just to make sure everything was okay. And they were just said, they said they enjoyed it. You know, they was like, this is nice. really cool, you know, and it, it actually was nice for the economy of the town. And, and of course, it that's was. another, that's yeah, another thing with flux. the, Oh yeah, it was huge. Like they ran out of hotels and it was pretty That's wild. Great. That's great. Yeah, it was. It was really cool. And um the city right now is like, oh, we want this to happen again. This is amazing. <laughs> but the yeah, the but the pushback that they're getting from the you know locals um that were complaining last time is just they had to put out this petition to sign, which I've posted on Facebook and they're it's at close to a thousand signatures now so hopefully that'll um get pushed through and they won't have to worry about it because this place is amazing it's on a lake and the stage is a pretty decent sized stage and like johnny cash played on this stage and uh, oh cool that's, that's yeah cool. like i think blue oyster cult played there in the 70s and that's it's cool. a pretty nice. yeah it's a it's got some history so it's a pretty Same. neat place Send us that yeah. petition and we'll push it on our end too because I support that obviously. Of okay, course. yeah, that's it. I'll just I'll send you guys the link. I can do yeah. that. Live, live venues are paramount, man. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. You gotta yeah. stand up for that shit. Oh yeah, man, for sure. See, here's the thing. You can be a Christian and believe in God and still support death metal and extreme metal. Like oh yeah. It, yeah, because like if you're like a, a sane person, you know that. <laughs> Like metalheads are just people. I mean, <laughs> just yeah. people. No, no, we're not. I have we a suck. lot of. I have, yeah, <laughs> no, we suck. No, I have, <laughs> a lot of, I have a fair amount of Christian, you know, friends, and they're they don't care. I, we've played with Christian bands. I mean, it, yep. it's just because there's a lot of them around where we live. It's just you know we're yep. in Joplin, Missouri. And okay. you know, it's part of the Bible Belt too, really. Yep. And yeah. And um, you know, so it it's just part of it, but none of the they're not judgy or it seems like more than I hate to say this term, but newer Christians are a little yeah. more accepting than like the the boomer Christians or whatever. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like they're they're more a lot of them don't even go to church per se, they just kind of <laughs> yep do like what they call like a fellowship kind of thing on you know sunday or whatever and they just yeah. get together and do their thing and it's more of a personal relationship with their you know god and it's not like this uh organized you know pushing it on people type thing yeah, yeah. um 
I've worked I've worked with you before already, Richie, because Grave oh, yeah. Hunter is on Pathways of da- uh, to Damnation. What that, that uh, compilation? That compilation. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, yep. Park Heist yep. Records. Yeah. Yep. Um, was it Ghost Dance? I can't remember what song. Yeah, yeah. That 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 song was badass. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm already a I'm already a fan of your band. So Hell yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, because man, we need to like um, get out your way because. Um, you know, we were supposed to play in Tampa this May, but we ended up having to can- cancel. But we may try and end up getting there in September. I'm not sure. But um, so, yeah, we may have to come out that direction and hit you guys up. Yeah. See, I don't play live anymore, though. That's the only issue. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come I'll come out and uh, support you guys if you guys were ever playing in South Carolina. Do you guys uh, do you have any like uh, good connections for venues and? Um, show or bands and stuff out there i mean i could give you the contact info for the venue i used to work at oh nice nice so if you wanted to book a show there i can make it yeah. easy for you guys nice are you friendly with like other bands in the area uh only the important ones <laughs> nice hey, man yeah. um, <laughs> um, i don't really, I get it man um, you, know, you know it. how it is like the i do like shitty local you know bands that are like new metal and deathcore i don't pay attention to that shit but you know i, I used to hang out with the dudes in nile and um oh yeah they're from i'm, I'm friends i'm friends with letrous yeah they're all from south carolina that's so, yep, letrous right. nocturne letrous nocturne which is on willow tip Records. oh yeah yeah um yeah. we played a show with them like shit it's been like 2010 or something it was them and uh who else was it they were on tour with somebody was it like did they tour with vader and immolation something like that and yeah. abigail williams or something like that yeah we opened that tour it was, awesome. it was really cool yeah yes immolation in particular were, were super nice guys Immolation oh, yeah. rule. They've, they've never put out a bad album. Yeah. Man, I just, they're so unique. I, I love those guys. Yeah. Definitely. I love, like, I saw them with James over the last year, and it was uh, my first time really getting into them as well. So it was, oh, wow. like, it was like an awesome deep dive. I was just like, hell yes. Yeah. And, like, that bassist and the vocalist is just fucking insane. Like, you oh, know, Ross. Like, yeah, man, Ross. Yeah. Is- he's dude those old those old school og bands it's like i don't know man i feel like they get more like just creative in a way as they get older and they just it's like emulation like every album has its own identity and i feel like you know that's kind of what we we're trying to do and um you know this new album that we got coming out here I um I got some some news for you guys I guess um our Woo-hoo. first uh, yeah the first video comes out here in a couple weeks January twenty twentieth awesome. something like that oh, and yeah. um it's for um <clears throat> it's for the first of the three part Dante's Inferno thing and it's for the Inferno section and um yeah it'll be out through Black Doomba Records YouTube and um la- <laughs> Part of the reason I'm late today is because I stayed up really late last night editing another video and um, with my buddy, Mike, who plays bass. And we were awesome. at his house and editing a video for this, this song called Blueprint for an Early Grave. And it's the opener of the record. 
And it's basically about um, working yourself to literally to death. And we uh, got a bunch of footage from that movie Metropolis. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Uh, um, it's an old, it's an old German silent film by Fritz Lang. Huh. And um, it's basically about how, you know, it was done in like the twenties. So it's like really old, but um, it's got this really cool footage of workers just basically get marched to up these stairs to this like machine that just grinds them up. It's fucking, it's really gnarly. So we used the like spliced in footage of that and, and um, it, it fit perfectly. So um, <clears throat> it's going to come out um, like right before the record comes out, but the, the record will be out February 18th and that's on does, just on CD digital. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, when does the uh, pre-order go up? It's January 20th. Okay. Also awesome. going to be when pre-order start. Um, vinyl is another story. Unfortunately, it, it, it is coming and we've, you know, we've got everything picked out vinyl colors, all that shit. We're going to have three. It's going to be three different variants, uh, but I don't think it's coming out till fall because vinyl's so backed up right now, which I heard on an earlier um, to you guys talking about that. And um, so we're going to have to release it like separately, unfortunately. Otherwise, we'd have to wait to do the album release in the late fall. I'm like, if we've been sitting on this thing for like, I don't gosh, since June of last year. And so we're like, ah, we're just dying to get this thing out you know mm-hmm. that's so foreign to me and nick once me and nick get something we're just like out put it out now put it out put it out now <laughs> yeah right yeah. <laughs> yeah i think even the big label I mean, hell, is we, putting we shit out and waiting for the vinyl because at this point it's just kind of a crapshoot whenever you're gonna get it so it is man it really is who knows and you know it's like supposedly the big labels don't even have any more say or pull or than other people that no they're using the orders. same pressing like, companies we all have access to so it's the same shit. exactly so yeah it's all just fucking like all on the same batch like we're using a to z or gz media czech czechoslovakia czech republic yeah i and use uh, eight merch out of poland um they're, out the, of poland? they're the cheapest the, oh, with nice. the best okay. quality for the price so i know nice. void hanger uses them also and transcending mm-hmm. obscurity uses them all nice. these overseas labels use them because they're the cheapest nice yeah um there's a few american plants but damn they're expensive they're yeah. so yeah, expensive they're like no point because it's the same thing but more expensive it's i know wild. it's like so, it's just, it is is uh the shipping not like impact the price of the vinyl i mean it's only a cu- 100 to 200 more bucks and it's nothing compared to the price difference it's versus not. an american so plan including the oh, shipping no. and and that it's still an cheaper. american plan's like double the price it wow. is it literally is double the price S- same quality yeah yeah well wow. shit dude probably Honestly, shittier yeah the fucking european plants are i don't know what it is but their stuff's just nicer Huh. People here just don't care half the time. They'll just leave a song off. Oh, sorry, bro. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, like, didn't you just mention no test pressings? Well, yeah, they just fucked up on that one, but it came back uh, perfect. So, okay, whatever. Okay, okay, yeah. It just made it that much faster. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Like, I've never done vinyl and not had a test, had a, not had to reject a 
pressing because of bad press, the uh, you know plates or whatever. And yeah, I've never so, had a bad press come in, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess there's first time for everything, but hopefully not. <laughs> right. <laughs> not, yeah, in that, not, not in that case. Not in that case. I remember I, I bought the um, Church of Disgust vinyl from maggot stomp and they like it cut off in the middle of a song i'm like oh no no fuck yeah i I think it just couldn't fit on the little seven inch (laughs) seven inch yeah they must have just said fuck it we already pressed it dang not not spending (laughs) the money again dude yeah (laughs) 10 10 inches are like sometimes more than 12 Really? Yeah, the shit's not cheap, man. But I do love yeah. listening to some vinyl. I, I enjoy the experience. I'm so the I kind don't... of guy I like to listen to an album all the way through. Yeah, so a vinyl helps me <laughs> to just if I have some time, which is not that often, you know. But if mm. I do, I like to pop one on and just lay there and enjoy the full experience. Yeah, See, I'm the Even... same way, dude. I'm the same way. Like I'm like I'll be 48 years old this year, and like I you know I I grew up with vinyl and my parents and shit and then you know and so um like i'm sitting here literally staring at all my vinyl and um probably when i'm done here that's what i'm gonna do is throw on a record i mean that when i'm at home that's all i listen to i mean i've got cds too and occasionally i'll throw in a cd if i don't have it on record but um yeah i put the vinyl on i get you know if it's a gatefold i like to open it up check it out it is. It's an experience, and it is. Mm-hmm. I like listening. And to I think it, like, it sounds better. I really think it sounds better. Oh, it I does. have a pretty nice turntable, and dude, yeah, I got a. The other day, I got Queen Drake's Operation Mind Crime on vinyl, and nice. dude, it's like it's like listening to it all over again for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like I've been used to the CD or the digital, and it's a little harsh, but the record is nice, and like you can tell it's not compressed. And I was like, I, dude, uh, this album sounds so much better on record. I just got the uh, the remastered version of Pink Floyd's Animals on vinyl the other day. Oh, and that's so I, good. It, it is. And I can say that like there is <laughs> definitely a quality difference between like listening to a digital version and listening to that vinyl version. It's so dude, like I can hear it so easily. Some people can't tell the difference. No, it's just so much more clear. You can hear like every element, oh, every God. instrument. Like, <laughs> I hear well, that just means there's difference. dust on the vinyl or this clean know, the system's not calibrated properly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or they have a I finally player. got a really yeah. good, nice vinyl player. And I now I have to be really mindful of keeping dust off all my vinyls because when it's yep. when they're clean as fuck, it's like a perfect sound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I clean mine every time I play it before I play Me too. them. I always Me clean them. Yeah, I mean, I don't put the the fluid on them every time. I just nah. get the dust off. Yeah. I'm just those, kind uh, of an idiot. I'm hard on everything I own. I break all my guitars, amps, you know. So I've with <laughs> vinyl, I'm learning to be a little more gentle. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, I, man. It's like I it's mean, the way I play, kind of... I just beat the everlasting fuck out of all my instruments. Oh, me too. <laughs> I totally get it, man. Like I, I have, I always have to clean them after every show because I sweat like fucking it's gross and i, <laughs> oh, I yeah, break strings all the time dude. shit yeah. i just let the guitar break and then i buy more i don't even care <laughs> yeah i hear that man i like i buy guitars because i'm like i, need I a think backup. i broke the pickups on one of my guitars from sweating into the pickup cavities oh yeah and then i, I had <laughs> to get all it. the pickups replaced they'll get all rusty and fucked up 
something happened. Like all the pickups <laughs> stopped working. Start growing <laughs> mushrooms. Start growing <laughs> mushrooms, bro, dude. Um, oh my god, man! You I know what? Oh, never mind. You know what? Uh, I've been. You know uh, what? Never mind. So, I've been using the same uh, stage mic since I was 17. So that's like 11 years. Wow. And I've recorded every album with this same mic. So it sounds exactly the same as my live sound. Holy shit. Sennheiser 8E35 or some shit like that. Oh, yeah. I know that mic. I know exactly which mic that is. So fucking durable. Dude, right? Yeah. Every tour, everything. Every tour, every show that I ever played was with that mic. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I just I got I was... a Sennheiser for um, not too long ago for recording my guitar tones. I'm trying to see mm-hmm. what kind it is right here. Uh, the e- E906. Yeah, the E909. Yep. That's we use um, those. And, and it's just kind of a wider, you know, diaphragm, and I put it mm-hmm. up. You know, it just sounds really warm and full. And, oh, dude! Yeah. Um, very easy to set up because it's a wider, um, you know, diaphragm. And yep, you, you like know, lay it over I, your cab. And... Well, I put it on a like a I put it on a mic stand, like the same as like a SM57. But mm-hmm. you know, okay. I don't. I can just slide it back and forth and find that sweet spot, and it just right. makes the guitar tone so much more full. Than it like does. a regular Sure a, mic or something, right? We used a combination on our last couple records of that that mic and two fifty sevens and this Fredman mic clip. And that's, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got like, a Fredman mic clip also, but yeah, I've I guitar tracks anyway, so mm-hmm. I kind of just do them one by one because comes out okay. better. Right on, nice. Yeah, that that Sennheiser does give it gives it that fullness, you know, because the does. Fredman, like the fifty sevens, are just almost all bite, you know, and fuzz, kind of like exactly. a fizzy sound, and that Sennheiser really gives it more depth. Yeah, it really captures the warmth and the the lows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure, man. And then I like doing room mics also to give it a nice, big, like realistic sound. Right, right. Use like a condenser for that, or I throw. I have a road, uh, freaking. What is this shit called? Um, road makes some like vocal mic that's pretty famous. I just throw that in the middle of the room. Oh, okay. Yeah, we use a, we got a couple of road. Um, uh, they're phantom powered mics. I can't think of what the hell. The yeah, I don't know. My just farting right now. Oh, and I was wondering what that was. The road NT one. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, we got a couple of those used for overheads on drums and shit. Man, those whew, those road mics are so nice. Really Yeah, I just like sound. experimenting with different stuff and mm-hmm. ways to achieve the the sound we hear in our head. Yeah. Yeah, cuz it's like everybody's always talking about capturing the live sound and I still it's tough, man. It's harder to do that than it is to <laughs> just you know put mics up and play and like oh this is what we sound like oh no it's not (laughs) (laughs) right the 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 mics color the microphones color your sound yeah well yeah everything colors your sound but for Mm -hmm. guitar the speakers or mics color it the most oh yeah for sure the head the head and guitar is almost arbitrary they they really are 
Like, um, we've got a speaker or not speaker, speaker cabinet deal through arachnid cabinets. And when we oh, yeah, got yeah, those yeah. over, yeah, we got those over what we used to play. And it was like a huge difference in our sound. Like, it, our, we like stepped up big time when we got oh, those. Oh, yeah. I mean, my, and our buddy, I, uh, Jared, built me these two gigantic Mahler cabinets. Um, Ooh, nice. They're fucking awesome. Nice. Yeah. I mean, he uses like, um, like this Baltic birch, like it's like shit they build cabinets out of or whatever. Yeah. And those things are so heavy, but they resonate so nice and they really give it a lot of like warm, lower quality. And he throws eminence in there, or you can get Celestian, you can put whatever you want in them, but he tends to go with eminence. And that's what I did. And, um, right. Man, that it's, it's, it just really made a huge difference. I'm fixing to order some more, actually. <laughs> I'm going to get some coffee-shaped oh, yeah, cabs. Kind of stuff also, but yeah. I remember fucking um, one of my cat really nice cabs got stolen, and one of my drummers gave me a shitty ass Fender cab, and I just threw in some Celestian K100s in there, mm. and it just sounded phenomenal after that. Oh, nice! And people would come up after every show. They're like, "Dude, how are you getting that tone, bro?" I'm like, "It's oh, the speakers." <laughs> it is. It's speakers. I was just running a solid state Ampeg SS140C straight into that cab, no pedals, and everyone's mind was blown. <laughs> it sounds yeah, so man. Pure. Sometimes, right? Sometimes <laughs> the classics get it done, man. Yeah, that's why everybody loves like that. The like those make that sounds timeless, you know? Exactly. Yeah, it really is. Like the Marshalls, the Ampegs, the you know, it's it's they're classics for a reason. We're uh we're gonna have to actually do like uh some maybe like gear focused episodes of the of the uh the podcast and get I, guys I said guys that today to, didn't I Yeah really yeah, to, <laughs> to talk to talk uh, oh, more of this stuff um because I mean uh I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that want to know how you guys get the sounds that you do obviously Yeah, yeah a lot of nerds a lot of nerds yeah. out there Yeah we're <laughs> nerds <laughs> we're such nerds. Yeah just, just do the nerd episode where we nerd Yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah like, man. get all the nerds together and we can talk nerd shit. Yeah, yep. we we're talking Definitely. about that. <laughs> can do like one per, one per month. We have different people on to nerd out. <laughs> yeah, <Right. laughs> that'd be cool, man. I'd be totally about that. Yeah, for Volus, I use a Sector Reaper six string, and I got some mm-hmm. DiMarzio pickups in it. That's what I use for that stuff. Hell yeah, yeah, dude. That that's like you know stuff those companies have been around a long time and they obviously know what they're doing i got a question for you guys like as far as gear goes sorry is the mm-hmm. uh what's your favorite strings i use um, Dario nyxl strings um for a six string i usually use the 12 to 60 and they're the only strings i've found that last me a long time and they don't break and um they 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 just ring out really well nice. i tune down to at least b usually so if I'm, uh, we lost you, Nick. Hello. Uh oh. <laughs> Nick fell into the off. abyss. He didn't even scream. He just said, "I'm fucking." Oh, can you hear us, Nick? <laughs> he's still down there. Yeah, he's gone. He's still he's falling. 
Uh, yeah, I use a SIT strings. Uh, part pretty much, <laughs> we have a, a endorsement through them, but um, there it stands for stay in tune, and they really do. I mean, it's like amazing how well they stay in tune. Um, and I use uh, see, I've got a six, seven, and eight string, so um, I wish I could remember the freaking gauges. It's like a medium light gauge, um, like a fifty six on the bottom and a 10 on the top i believe uh, for six string and the seven string is uh i think it's a 60 something on the bottom and a, and a 10 on the top and seven strings kind of what i've been using lately just because the new record is all seven string stuff and um we tuned down to uh g sharp which is oh, nice. really it's kind of weird but uh, the only reason it's that way is because um, Gray Pfeiffer had typically tuned down a step and a half to C sharp on everything else. And so we thought, well, if we do the seven, might as well, thing, you He's know, keep, keep the fucking <laughs> shit. I tuned it back up G on a Telecaster for slog. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Just because oh, I yeah, can. Man. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, fucking A, man. Like, I love that G sharp. You know, we're like G sharp on seven. We got a one song. I dropped tune the seven to like F sharp, I guess. And um, so, yeah, it, it's pretty cool just banging around on, on that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, the new stuff with all the, you know, seven strings take me a little bit of time to wrap my head around. But um, yeah, I, I just got my first seven string in like a couple of days ago. So I'm trying oh, to wrap shit. my head around it. It's a different vibe, dude. You'd think, oh, it's just one more string, but oh, dude, it it really. Well, it's just the um, you know, the notation jump string to string is different. So it is. I tried is. to drop that um, that G <coughs> to a F sharp to make mm -hmm. it like um a B standard with a high E. Oh I'm yeah, used yeah. To just playing in B standard, but that right. even felt weird. So I yep. just put it back to normal, and it felt more natural and. I'm just trying mm -hmm. to wrap my head around it before I fuck with the tuning. Yeah, that, that's probably the best way to do it. You know, just kind of get used to the string spacing and because it is a little more closer together. And, you know, so it's it's kind of a different animal. Like I've got an eight string, too. And I'm like, oh, my God, man, I should have waited. <laughs> you know, <laughs> But I'm, I'm going to incorporate that eventually. Maybe the next record, I'll maybe try to sneak that in there. But. Uh, we got to deal with solar guitars and, uh, you know, so I've, dude, I've been buying solar guitars like, like crazy. I've got like five or six of them now. Yeah. The, and, the uh, seven string I got to Ibanez Prestige. Oh yeah. So it's oh, pretty dope. Nice. Hell yeah, man. Just, yeah, uh, I feel like it's something you got to write a song specifically on that guitar rather than, Oh, right. I'm just going to use the seven on this album. It's like, if you wrote it on a six string, it's going to be different um, feel and different notation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like pretty, like I said, this, the new grave huffer was completely written on seven. So right. it's, so, it's, it's, it's a way different sound. It's just a totally different vibe. Exactly. That's why I feel like I just have to wait for an album where I'm going to write it exclusively on there to use it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, honestly, I feel like that, when I first started writing with it, dude, I like was writing stuff I would never write on a six. And it, well, it yeah, just I already, like, the first time I picked it up, I just wrote some crazy ass, you know, 
tech death riff stuff and right yeah, out a lot dude. of cool shit mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean the first riffs i started writing were like sound like morbid angel type shit you know and so yeah i mean they're they're a huge influence of mine and i i <laughs> i wasn't even trying to like oh, i'm gonna write a morbid angel riff it just kind of came out that way and right. um you know and so it was it's badass man like the inferno track like it's so <laughs> it makes me think more of an angel every time we play it i'm like oh dude, it really gets me takes me back to the 90s <laughs> it's there awesome yeah Just, man uh, for the sake of uh time on the episode we're gonna have to quickly click over to the uh the last topic but we'll definitely get mm-hmm. you guys back on for another one of these um sure chats. yeah um so basically, you just want to know, uh, because this is kind of an end of year wrap up episode, what albums did you guys enjoy in 2022? Like, what were some highlights for you guys? Uh, we could start with Nick, then Justin, then uh, Richie, if you want. Sure. Um, so, I mean, when I'm actively working on shit, like really hard on lots of albums, I don't get to listen to much. But now that I'm through the end of the year, um, I told you this uh band called Gorix G-O-R-Y-C-Z this Polish band it's just the weirdest fucking shit I've heard in a long time and it blew my fucking mind so I've been bumping that constantly it's been a big inspiration um other than that I mean I just discover all kinds of random shit that's not from this year I mean I just found out about this old death metal band called Yattering yes that blew my mind I couldn't believe I'd never heard it till now. And um, other than that, I mean, I hear random shit I like, but um, it just doesn't really care what year it's from. I just, just if I like it, I like it. That's yeah, fine. totally, man. Um, well, my uh, my number one is that uh, Entropophagus origin album from uh, Agonia Records. It just sounds like morbid angel if they play brutal death metal um fucking love morbid angel so uh, when richie was talking yes sir <laughs> <laughs> and then uh say like my second would be this uh french black metal band they're called uh more put out an album called disgrace on uh throat ruiner records uh fucking phenomenal it's just like oh, yeah, i bought that shit metal. on yeah i bought that shit I don't know yeah. if it's CD or vinyl, but it's too good. Yeah, dissonant black metal stuff, really good. Um, I think the bass and the drums on that album are fucking awesome. Um, and then uh, third album uh, is Artificial Brains, self-titled. I, I fucking love that album. I-, I love that band in general. Great band. So that's that's my back. top one. I need to come back to that album because I checked it out and it didn't do as much for me as the previous albums, but I think I need to give it another so, chance. James, I listened to it and I did not like it. And then I came back to it and I liked it a lot. Okay. So, so it's worth, it's worth coming back. I to. think you just have to be in a certain mindset to, to get into it. Okay. Cause when I first heard it, I'm like, this is like stoner metal, death metal. Yeah. I'm like, this yeah, is not weird. heavy. <laughs> it sucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like it. And I turn it off and then I listen again and I'm like, kind of was able to get into the the spacey headspace that they're going for and really pick up on all the cool grooves and riffs they're doing okay because you and i both talked about it when it came out and both of us agreed on the same stuff so i need to check it out again 
But um, yeah, I, I, I tried it again a few months later and I enjoyed it. Okay, good, good to know. Because uh, the same thing happened to me with the new Acid Witch. Because I at first I actually I, I felt like like I agreed with you on that as well. Like they they suffocated the mix with the vocals. It was like just too much vocals. But I came around. I listened Who to it again. It? Uh, Acid Witch. Acid Witch. I, I love that. Oh yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't really want to listen to that again. I'm just kind of. I, I ended up liking sad. it more on a second listen. Uh, that I did on the first, but the, I, I agree with you that they kind of, they definitely drown out the mix with the vocals too much. It sounded like some freaking rap hip hop crap with the rhythmic vocals. I just turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's only really like that one song too, like the very opening there you're talking about. I don't know, man, for me, shitty vocals ruin it all. And I turn it off. I'm done. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I hear that. Sometimes like, I'm like, oh yeah, man. So I'm that music. way too. If like if the vocals are bad, I can't get around it. Like, yeah, same. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I mean, I listen to shit, the coolest intro ever, great riffs, and then shitty vocals, and I just click off instantly. We I talk, can't. We talked about that with that psycho not shit that progressive. Yeah, I mean, I sent stuff. that to you as an example of yeah. like some can't. I'm done. <laughs> Can't get, can't, can't, yeah, can't get past. I, I can't it. do yeah. it. Just, yeah, just don't have vocals. Because I agree. You know, yeah, be, be instrumental. If you if you have shitty vocals, just be instrumental. There's a ton of great. Yeah, I mean, or oh, yeah. vocal vocalist. Sorry, maybe be a backing vocalist and change your style or like. But like, it's is it like easy to tell somebody that? Like, I don't know. <laughs> there's right. there's this band. A lot that, of singers won't listen to you. Yeah, that's it. Like there was this band that submitted this stuff for us to review, and uh, it was like, "All right, guys, sorry, I got to get out of here." No worries, uh, it's all good. Thanks all right, for coming hey, on. Hey, have a good day, everyone. Good see you, man. Right. See you next I'm time. Easy. This, uh, good meeting you. Expo. Nice. So, got to get out of here. Enjoy. Yeah. Oh, right on. All right. Have a, have fun, man. Um. Yeah, this band submitted stuff to us to review, and uh, instrumentals amazing. Like seriously good. Uh, harsh vocals really friggin' good and then halfway through the song these like really shitty whiny clean vocals kick in uh, like, oh man like i was gonna like review this like i actually really like this and <laughs> you <ruined> it <laughs> damn it <laughs> yeah. i just like sometimes like clean vocals on ha- mixed with harsh vocals are really hard to pull off like i'll, I'll say yeah, that yeah man like, there's there's very few bands that do it right. Opeth was one of them. Um, like you have to be really good, basically as a cl- as a clean vocalist to mix the two. Otherwise, right. it's just like, oh come on, man. Yeah, it's like they're trying too hard or something. You know, it's like right. do, it's like it's like it's beyond their ability or something. Right, 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 right. You know, like, like the other band that pulled it off was for me, in my opinion, like Dimu Borgir managed to make it work because oh, they had those dude, kind of like yeah. operatic clean vocals that like right. fit the fit the vibe of the music you know right like, yeah, or, i saw um, them live man Woo, he could sing he can yeah <laughs> I bass seen that too. the guy can really do it <laughs> and, oh yeah um, i was like holy Woods, shit <laughs> Woodsy Ypres was the other one i mean that guy before he died obviously but he he could really mix the clean and the the harsh vocals oh um, yeah hell yeah yeah, uh, I mean, I, I I like uh I like old Opeth a lot. So, mm-hmm. yep. Um, 
and uh, Richie, not to derail the conversation, but what, what oh, is no, no. like this year? Um, shit, man. It's like we. Well, I feel like <laughs> like I'm good doing all mainstream and shit. But um, King's X brought out a new record that I just absolutely love. Nice. And um, two, three sides of one, I think it's called. And um, God, it's been a long time since they released something. And I know it's not metal or whatever, but um, I'm a huge fan of that band. Um, the new Imperial Triumphant was really good. Um, let's see, what else? Um, I always get like ah, <laughs> brain farts on this stuff. Um, <laughs> what well, came out this year? I can't remember. I think Voivod's album. I yeah, I think, they, I think they did. Did it come out in 22? Let me double check that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it did. Anarchy. It was like the beginning of the year. Yeah, maybe, I think it was. Maybe. It was either early this. Yeah, it was. It was this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. February. Okay. Love that, man. I mean, I don't think it's quite as good as the album before the wake, but um, but it was re- it was really really good. Um, you know, Dan's a really nice guy. He pl- he was cool enough to play on a song of ours. And so I'm always, I've always been a huge Voivod fan anyway. And then when he agreed to help us out, that was amazing. Um, Soil Work released a new record that I really like. And uh, that was kind of sad that David Anderson passed away. Yeah, that was. Um, I was like, damn, that, uh, that one, that one, that one affected me more than I thought it would. I was like, um, you know, I've, I've been a fan of that band since like 2000 or so. And uh, since they were, I think they only have like one or two records out. And um, I think Devin Townsend produced a record. And so that's probably why I got into it. But so I'm a huge Devin fan. But um, gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Um, and there and there's a lot of stuff that I hear, <laughs> you know, maybe that I don't necessarily um, buy on vinyl or whatever, but. Um, I listen to a lot of online radio, like when I'm at work and stuff, and I'll just hear all this stuff. That's just, I'm like, whoa, that is wild. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a band called Moths. I don't know if they're Spanish or something like that, but um, man, they're amazing. Um, they're like this weird, like proggy with female vocals, and then they have like this weird death metal things and. It's like if Imperial Triumphant, like, like if they <laughs> did mushrooms or something and, <laughs> and, and like turned down the gain on their amps <laughs> and like played slower. It's, it's just, it's real strange, but I really like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I'm just, I almost feel like I'm inundated with just so much music that it makes it hard for me to like focus on a few different yeah, things definitely. i'm still finding stuff from a couple of years ago that i'm like oh hell yeah this is sweet when does oh come yeah out? dude yeah exactly i'm like oh that came out like when you know and stuff just flies by and stuff catches your ear and you're like oh shit that's cool that, ne- that never stops especially with like it doesn't the last three years of like covid the amount of music that was put out i'm like oh. every other day i'm like holy shit how many albums came out in like 2020 the 22 like oh yeah amount of music well i feel like that's all people were able to do was create and so right. there's and now everybody's playing shows and it's, there's like 
I've missed so many cool shows because there's just so many going on. There's, right there's too many. Yeah. yeah. It's almost saturated. And the thing it that's is. weird is like when we played shows last year, like the turnouts were crazy. They were so good. And it's, it's, we were kind of afraid at first, like, man, nobody's going to come. People are going to be scared. And no, man, we had some of the best attendances we've ever had last year. Yeah. I mean, I try yeah. to go to like Brandon can, Brandon's the same. Like, I try to go to at least like minimum one to two shows a month. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. I try. Yeah. If I yeah. can't, like, at the show, I especially like, I try and buy stuff too. Like, right. You know. I feel it. like there's a lot of good people out there that, that, you know, they do that. They go just to support, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah. Like I, our like, merch. Toss, yeah. Like I'll toss around our stickers, like try and line mm-hmm. up some Sorry. interviews and stuff like that. Just like, right. Um, yeah. And a lot of people are like, hell yeah, let's do that. You know, and then exchange yeah. numbers and emails and things and whatnot. You know, it's like, it's cool. It works. It really, yeah. The way, hell yeah. It works. Like I, I, we get that all the time too. Like we'll get people to stop by the merch booth and talk shit, and um, they'll have they, a lot of times they will have a sticker, or a flyer, or whatever. And I, I love that shit. So our merch booth will be full of just stickers from all over the place, and you know, from different people and different bands and podcasts and all kinds of stuff. And yeah, I, just, I love that shit. Yeah, dude, it's so awesome. Like the old school way of handing out physical pieces of items or whatever is still one of the, if not the best way to, you know, word of mouth, spreading the, spreading right. the word, man. I always you try know? to have like at least a pocket full of stickers every show I go to and try and give out at least half of them. Oh well, yeah. And then face-to-face conversation, you know, I think a lot of people kind of miss that. Yeah, you know? sure. Anyway, um, for the sake of time, we had better wrap up the episode. But right on. Thank, thank you so much to uh, everyone who came on. Uh, Nick's not here, obviously, hey. but thank you to Nick, uh, Justin, Richie. Really appreciate it. Um, no and thanks, thanks to man. everyone who's listening and all of everyone who uh, follows CDM for a, a great 2022. And uh, we'll have a big 2023. We've got a ton of great guests already lined up in January and February for you. So, uh, see you yeah. next time. Thanks. Thanks for having me.